Central New York, and hello, hockey fans all over the internet, and welcome to 315 Hockey Live, brought to you by 315hockey.com and powered by My Little Falls. I'm your host, Scott Kinville, and you know, every week, we strive to bring you the best hockey guests from all over Central New York, and you know what? We hit it out of the park again this week. But before I bring our guest in, I want to bring in our panel, of course. To my right is the the Mozart, the madman, the mad genius of our switchboard, <laughs> our producer, Mr. Dave the Save Warner. How are you? Mind. That too. But <laughs> that too, yeah. <laughs> I'm fine. You? But you, you're a lot less stressed now because we were having a little technical difficulties before. He's doing his usual. It wasn't me. The, it was Facebook. I'm, I'm good. Running around the studio, just yeah, yeah. this, so you seem better now. All right. You're I'm, okay. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> and our other co-host, he is the founder of 315hockey.com. He is Mr. Mike Verminsky. Mike, how are you? Doing pretty good, Scott. How are you? I'm doing great, my friend. It's kind of nice. It's cooling down a little bit out there, so yeah, I'm happy about that. Nice. <laughs> and anyway, I'd like to bring in our guest. He is the COO of the Syracuse Crunch and one of the top executives in the entire American Hockey League. He is Mr. Jim Sorosi. Jim, how are you? Wonderful, gentlemen. Thank you so much for having me. And I, I couldn't agree more with you about the cool weather because we all know what it represents, right? That's right. It's, it's it's time. It's time for us to get back to what we do. It's that. What is that, that song? Yeah. It's the most wonderful time oh, of the stop, year. Stop, stop, stop. Me in. I'm, I'm on board. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, yeah, we are heading into the hockey season. But how was your summer? Summer was good. We had a lot of big projects here, not as big as, and I know I, I should start by saying I'm honored to follow in Adam's footsteps here. <laughs> I, I did get a chance to to listen in on him, and I know I'm so happy for for them and everything that's going on there too. But we we had our own projects that we were working on, which kind of keep us busy. But it's not the same. I mean, you know, you don't join this business for those off seasons. You know, you want them as short as possible and and get right back into it. And, and you try to balance everything, relax a little bit, but it, it's always there. And unless you do win that last game in the playoffs, it's not. I'm sure it didn't end like you know us and 31 other teams wanted to. So sure, you got a little itch to get right back going, and that's really the only way to kind of forget, right? You know, other than that, you gotta you gotta think about it all. <laughs> exactly. All so, Every time you go to sleep, uh, it's like ah, oh, if we could have just got that one more goal, uh, so you know? Close. Yeah, no, for sure, no, absolutely. <laughs> so no, you, you take the good. You, you, it's so important, you know, that everybody from coaches, the support staff, the front office, they do need to recharge, re-energize and all that. And we, and we try very much to put everybody in a position where they feel comfortable doing that. And it's and it's encouraged. But at the same time, you're, you're definitely, you know, Xing out the marks on the calendar because you want to you want that October to come quick. Oh, I'm sure. Because, I mean, especially for, you know, for, for management, too, people don't realize it's an everyday grind during the season. There, there oh, really yeah. is no day off. Absolutely. It's there really isn't. I mean, you're, you're almost in the select few departments. You're always on call. And even if you don't have the day, you're, you, you still got to be there. Right. You don't know what's going to happen, whether that is a move um, as simple as a call up, a, a send down or, or a trade or, or an event. I mean, just like Utica, we're very aggressive with what we do in those few free moments that we have to try and continue to grow our brand. And, and the summer, I always say, is much more business-like. And it's intense, but it's intense between 9 and 4. It's not the same. You don't right. have those events all the time where, you know, that, you know, whatever it turns out to be, the 192 days and the 26 weeks in the season, you're, you, you know, you, you're full speed ahead. Sure, sure. And, and during the off-season, you at least go to bed by, like, 9 o'clock if you wanted yeah, to. Right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you re-engage with all your neighbors. Yeah, yeah. You. Who are you? yeah, exactly. Yeah. What was your name again? I forgot. Exactly. <laughs> uh, well, Jim, you, you did join the Crunch in 1995. So tell us, how did you get started with the organization? 
Yeah, my my career path, I, I always say when I get an opportunity to talk about it, I, I, I joke it's kind of boring, only in the sense that I've been in one spot for so long. But um, I grew up in Long Island. I I was a kid. I mean, I always came home after school. I was cutting out articles from Newsday of the Islanders and the Yankees and making my little scrapbook. So I knew from a young age I wanted to be involved in sport. Like so many people, you come to the realization, I'm not playing. So, right. <laughs> you know, so, you know, then you start to kind of figure out how to, what do I want to do with, with my life? So I was very focused from an earlier age that I wanted to work in sport. I didn't know exactly what I went to Cortland for a sport management degree. And I interned, I got an internship here in August of 95. And then the first of two very special moments for me happened and they were both right place at the right time. And I'm a big believer in luck. And but the harder you work, the more of it I find I have. And I wanted to put myself in a position where it was easy calls for ownership. But um, in December 95, the PR gentleman who I was uh, under there, he left, which it doesn't really happen too often in the middle of a season. So part one, I was right place at the right time. The owner uh, called me in and, and named me the new PR person. And then fast forward to 2001, kind of the same situation. I knew I wanted to run a team at some point, but um, I got a call from the owner. Our CEO had left. He said, you're running my team now. And it, it maybe a little bit earlier than I had thought, but, um, you know, right place at the right time for that second time. And, sure. and here I am. So I say boring. I'm in the same office as I've been in since 1995. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but still, that's not a bad thing because it means you're doing fantastic at your job. No, it, I'm in, you know, like I always say like my epitaph, my I'm so proud of that longevity. And I know a lot of it, like we, we've been blessed. We've had the same owner, Howard Olgan, since day one. My counterpart here, Vance Lederman, who's our CFO, has been here since day one. I came in, in day two, season two. And that longevity is so important to me. And I know to them and the organization, because when we came here and you guys being from around here, understand, I mean, it was a hockey graveyard. You're never going to survive. Why are you coming here? And for me, even going back to those early days, my goal was, you know, a couple of years in Syracuse, get back home, work for the Islanders or Rangers or or Devils. But I know it might sound a little on the cheesy side. I fell in love with the American Hockey League and more importantly, Central New York. It's, it's phenomenal. I love it. And I'm very proud to be a Central New Yorker at this point. But um, you know, we've been also at the same time, we're, we're very blessed where we're located. It's, it is a hockey area. Oh, yeah. Um, it, it, without question. I know it's grown so much now, but even that short time ago, a little less than 30 years, I mean, you kind of had that Minnesota, New England, and upstate Central and Western New York. That was hockey in, in the United States. And it, it's kind of neat to have that kind of old guard lead into the new guard and to be a part of continuing to develop that is is neat right it's it's special and you're hoping that you have a lasting impression sure absolutely and you know that's funny too because you know there are some people that don't realize just how historic hockey is in this entire central new york region i mean even like take syracuse for instance they always had the there was the syracuse blazers back in the day you know absolutely. battling the clinton comets i believe the first ahl champions from syracuse the syracuse Correct. stars absolutely. 19, it was 1936 yep, syracuse stars yeah we are, I, well, I always get it off by one. We're either the fifth or sixth AHL team, not even including the Blazers, who didn't play in the American League. Right. Um, the kind of the sad fact with that in, is in year uh, year 11, we beat all of them combined in their longevity. A lot of them were one and dones. Right. Uh, but, I mean, even going back to, the, like you said, the Blazers, the, the, the comments, it's amazing how many people have come from Central and, up, and Northern New York that have gone on to play pro hockey how many are in our backyard or are living here. I smile every time a crunch player purchases a home here because there's that chance they might be here 
long term, which is so important to continue, you know, and helping pass the torch, so to speak, with everything. But sure, uh, it, it's very cool to see. Yeah, but I mean, really, but you have made one heck of a mark on the organization since you've been there. I mean, you've you've won the Ken McKenzie Award twice, which is the AHL's Outstanding Executive in PR and Marketing. Jim, what's what's been the key to your success for all these years? Uh, it, it, those type of awards, and I know you've heard it a hundred times before. They are team awards, really. At the end of the day, it was my face on them. I think you know, I, we have an owner. I have an owner and a, and a boss who allows us to do big and think big and supports us in those things. I, I, I'm sure one of those McKenzie Awards was a direct result of the first ever outdoor game in the American League, and that wasn't a Jim Sorosi event. That was you know right. all of us right. together um, with it. But a lot of it it really does come back to that is to have that. And it's like in any business, it doesn't have to be hockey. It's any family unit or any corporation to have that support, to know that you're allowed to make a mistake and try things. It's critical. And, and that's always been instilled to me from Howard and, and allows us to try these things. I mean, we put on an outdoor game in a, on a dirt track in central New York. You know how many people we made nervous? I think, yeah, right. You know, <laughs> you know it, you know, our parent club, I know, was nervous. The league, you can kind of get it by all the calls you're getting. He goes, is this going to work? Are you doing this? Or, I'm like, yes, we got it. I promise you this will work. And, and um, you know, to then have that moment where you put it all together, it, it, that's the reward. High risk, high reward with those type of events. But um, those were big, big uh, factors there. And, and it's, a, it's a case, I, the, the Crunch had won four of McKenzie Awards. Uh, my One of my predecessors, Tim Cool, had two of them as well. In our first, oh, I think fifteen. I mean, the, the numbers were staggering back then. How mm-hmm. how many we had, which was nice. Oh, that's, it is. It's, it's great because yeah. you know, truly, in your market, I mean, you've got you got a lot of competition. You've got the the Syracuse Orange, you know, football and basketball programs, which are, are huge, very so big. I'm glad and, you no, and thanks for letting me talk about that. You know, I talked about the longevity, but you're right. Like a Hershey or a Wilkes Bear, I'm not taking anything oh. away from these teams. Great for them, but you're right. There is no you know, Syracuse University, that's kind of right. beast. I can see them right outside my window. It's, <laughs> it's always there. But we have proven, I mean, in certain years where basketball has 30,000 or football has those monster crowds, we've had sellouts the same night, which is great. So it, it proves to me that the market can support it. Now, we never would intentionally want to go up against an SU Duke game, but it does happen. Right. Uh, and we almost have to be stubborn in a way, you know, take care of our own business and, and try and, and – and try and block it out a little bit with it. But um, no, that's a testament really to the hockey community here too uh, with everything. Oh, it is. It, absolutely. But like I said, you guys have done such a fantastic job. And you, you mentioned the game on the outdoor track. And I do want to talk about that for a minute because <laughs> it was uh, the Barabado Outdoor Classic, I believe yep. it was called. And that was in 2010, which was two years after the first winter classic that the NHL put on. So obviously that was the first AHL outdoor game. Go into a little bit how that came about. Yeah, so we, if I have my numbers right, we were the fourth ever, first American League game. But I'll put ours up against anyone, and it's really for the simple reason. I know I don't have a photo here, too. So, obviously, the first one being in Buffalo was in the middle of a football field. Mm-hmm. The one that we just followed was Fenway, and you know how the baseball stadiums are. It was almost like that that track at the fairgrounds was built for hockey. We were right. We had everyone. It was so picturesque. Everyone right on top of it. Very similar to the Dome game we did. We, we tucked it into the end of the end zone so we could have everybody on top of it. So I remember one of those frantic calls. I had a, a gentleman from the league call and say, you got to pipe in the sounds of the game through the, the sound speaker. He had been at the Fenway game. 
I was like, no, you don't. You literally are right on top of it um, for one of those. Where I said we made people nervous was just like what you alluded to. It was a, a dirt track um, and the logistical challenges that had to come with that. Sure. It was, you know, the fair de-winterizes or winterizes, I should say. There, So there was no water or anything. We had to bring in all our hot water. Um, wow. With everything. Yeah, there was no hot water. So we had access to the cold water. It was kind of fascinating. We through our partner, Marabito, at the time, they had these Renine systems that instantly turns it to the temperature we needed for the Zamboni to go. But, I mean, the, the, the concept was we wanted to do a big event. We thought the area deserved a big event. The staff deserved to try their hand at it. And Howard went full force and, and gave us the green light to do it. A uh, lot of nervous moments on there. A lot of mistakes were made, but you learn and, and you move on with all of those. I mean, I don't think folks, I didn't know until we really got there, that the track is four feet from its highest point to its lowest point. So we had to bring in a, we had to bring in like $30,000 worth of, it was called run of crush of gravel. Right. Just to get it out. And then on top of all the other things that we had to do, but it was so romantic. I mean, our teams had a, a, um, piece of plywood separating Binghamton and Syracuse in the locker room and no one cared because we all knew what we were trying to do. Um, yeah, I see your picture up there is, uh, is of a ballpark one. Um, but it, it, it turned out to be great. We had the skydiver bring in the first puck. We had a flyover. How many American League teams have a flyover? Sure, sure. <laughs> it, it a special moment. They were retiring some of those jets from the local um, 174th here which was kind of neat to do a lot of naysayers. You'll never pull it off. And it, and it was all good. And it, it was good for our partners, our season ticket holders, our corporate um, supporters. We wanted them to feel proud of the brand that they, Hey, you know, these little guys in central New York, look what they're trying to do. Absolutely. And it, it great. Yeah. And it, it, we got a little, well, not lucky. We planned it. It was during an Olympic break. So there was no NHL games. We had, uh, the NHL network pick it up. And it was a great moment for not only central New York, but really New York state at that point. Yeah, absolutely. I'm just shocked that nobody wanted to skate uphill. I'm amazed. <laughs> you don't think they're going to go down? <laughs> we fight over Yeah, whoever got it two two periods would win that game. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> right? I was actually at that game. It was a lot of fun. It was a great game. Well, you're there all very cool. Yeah. yeah. I went to it one got, It had a very too. romantic feel, right? Because you really were right on top of everything. Yeah, you were. It was really nice. Yeah, it was cool. And, and I, you know, my one of the small behind the scenes rewards, I was by the bus when the players were leaving and and, you know, to a player, they came up and, and said a, a thank you in their own way with the handshake and everything. And and that was that, that was neat, too, because look at this opportunity that they have and that no one will take that from them as as well. Sure, sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then four years later, you, you did it again in the dome this time. So. How much, I mean, obviously there was differences, of course, probably logistics and all that, but how did that come about and how was it different in the, in the approach for that one as opposed to the first one? Yeah, quite a great question in the sense that it was quite a bit different. Um, it wasn't as logistically challenging, although there were plenty of logistics. I always remember uh, Pete Tallow, the gentleman who runs the Dome, awesome guy. One of the first things we did after we went, we got the game all set up and everything. We drilled a big hole in his dome to get the pipes in. And I was like, I hope this works out. We're putting a, this, in this landmark, we're putting a, a big hole to get our get our refrigeration unit, unit in there. But no, he was great. Um, in contrast, they are laser level. So we go from four feet to, to being level there. But the, the challenge there was I, we got the itch. We wanted to do another big event. What was next? Um, we have this historic building that everyone in central New York and New York knows. 
Um, we we quickly did our homework on the on the attendance records, and we found out that we were well within reach for the uh, American record. We wanted a North American record, but one of those uh, I forgot what stadium it was. There was a weather issue, so they closed their dome. It was a dome stadium, uh, and we couldn't compete with that. Um, but we did set the American record to get in there, and that was the push there. Hey, let's show everybody what what we can do. We are hockey. We had a high school game. We had the college game. We had Utica against Oswego, which set the Division Three record for crowd. And then we had our game against Utica, and we wanted that record, and that's what that was. It was first ever in the Dome and then the record. And those were the two. That was the difference in the marketing push for all of that. Sure. that that's It is. It's, it's absolutely incredible. Uh, so I'll, I'll, I hate to put you on the line, and I hate to put you on the spot, but is no there problem. any any more outdoor games in the works? Oh my goodness! Our, I won. I, unfortunately, there is none. Like I can say, yeah, we're shooting for. Well, we're shooting for tomorrow, kind of thing. I You're would right. love to go back outdoors, and I'd love an opportunity to go back in the dome. The biggest problem we have, and any of your listeners, please send me a line if you think we have a spot. And Rob Ash and I brainstormed quite a bit, and as you guys know, the the game at the Air Force Base because of COVID got right. We were so to be the visitor for once in all of this. I didn't have to worry. <laughs> yeah, I but since the fairgrounds was knocked down, you really need to be in about, well, I think we need to be in about that 14,000, 15,000 seat capacity to make it. It is expensive to put these games on. No questions That's asked. And that comes a lot of risk. And if we can get into that, then I'm comfortable moving forward. And we don't have it. We really don't. I mean, the ballpark here locally is, I believe, just a little bit under 11,000. So that would be the logical place. Um, they have their drainage systems and everything under there. So you can't bring on the bleachers like you would want to with everything. So that would really be the the push there. And then the dome at some point here, I'd like to go in and, and hopefully reset that record. Oh, absolutely. That would be so awesome. That that really, really would. Well, I'll tell you, Jim, the uh, your parent club, the Tampa Bay Lightning, have been on a quite a streak of success. Let's just to put it mildly, uh, Stanley Cup championship after Stanley Cup championship. Yeah, no uh, doubt, they are the best. With all due respect to anyone else listening <laughs> there in New Jersey, oh boy, are they they are special. Who would have thought running this? You get the fact that that I have two Stanley Cup rings now is that's my humble boast and brag right now. And yeah. It, I could go on for five hours about how wonderful they are and everything they do. Yeah, I was I was actually wondering about that because I mean, you know, obviously you guys are a part of the organization, really. So you do get a Stanley Cup ring when they when they do win the cup. Yeah, they did. I, I don't like we got our day with the cup as a as a group as mm-hmm. as the crunch, which was very special. We chose to do our opening night to share it with everybody, and it was it it, it was great. Um, they did include myself, uh, our owner, and, and Vance on their ring list. And what – I mean, you think about it, We're all hockey guys here. What a call that was when they called and said, give us your ring size. Because being the minor league, we didn't know, right? It, sure. We didn't know. Oh, boy, did we ever want to have any chances <laughs> to get. And then um, they both well, – actually, all – well, not the COVID year, I'm sorry. So the last two years, as special as the, that material ring was, you get the call – both times I got the call saying, hey, be in Colorado if we win this game. And then the same thing happened with game five against Montreal. They said, hey, you know, we want you down there. And then to be part of that is it's hard for me to put into words. And I, I don't think I'll ever be able to articulate just how special a moment that was um, to be thought of in their moment. I On my desk here, I have literally they won actually both years within 
30 seconds, we had an email from Julian Breezewad just saying, hey, we, we did it. We hit our mission and beautiful words. And like, why is he thinking of all of us? And, you know, you, you, you're the GM. You just won the cup. Go. It's class act, too, though. Oh, it's unbelievable. They're so inclusive and their care factor is is off the charts. And I'm telling you, I was down there in Game 5 Montreal. And, and if I watched the video, I was in with all the, the scouts and all the support personnel. And when Julian's turn came to have the cup before they went in the room, he he took 10, 15 steps and he pointed up at the suite where all the scouts are and everything. He just phenomenal. It makes you feel how do you not want to go through a wall for a group like this? Right. And absolutely. It's they have it in spades. They really do. And, you know, win or lose. I mean, we didn't have one every year with them. And I'm saying the same things when we're not. Sure. Not them. Yeah. I'll tell you what, though. I mean, I, if, if it were me and they were calling for what my ring size was, I'd have been having like a Ralph Cramden moment. It's right because, like, it's not like the call to cover room where everyone would get here. So you have a little bit because all my, my group works their tail off for them as, as well. Uh-huh. But it's so hard. Like, you want to go on the top of the roof and just scream, look what I have, look what I have. And you want to see the rings? Like, you know. <laughs> They're not very practical by any means, of course. Right? <laughs> Kiss the ring. Yeah, absolutely. I was not far off from what you were doing. The body goes crazy. And, he, and maybe even just a tad bit more so because, you know, I am a Syracuse Crunch employee. I'm not a Tampa Bay Lightning employee, but I, I, they never made me feel any different. I mean, they are, they're just very special people. They really are. That's fantastic. That that really is. But you know, going back to the, the crunch though, you guys do a lot in the community. Besides obviously putting your product out on the ice, you you're involved all all over the place. You know, you see it on, on social media all the time. Uh you have the, the street crunch program, which I think is great. So yeah, that's been a great program. It, it it's kinda odd now, right? Because kids who used to play in it are bringing their kids now. It's so it's uh it's kinda cool in that sense, but we have a responsibility. It's like a corporate or a civic responsibility, right? This is our home. This is the area. And we want to be, want to be out there supporting as much as, as we can. And because of this COVID situation, we almost, it, it felt weird, right? Like we're not who we were. We weren't doing what we were doing. And all we were doing was saying, no, we can't, you know, we can't go to the schools. We can't go to the hospital visits. We can't go to corporates or birthday parties and all this kind of stuff. Right. So I'm very much looking forward to being back in that regards and and the street crunch is a great it's a great simple program for us we bought a portable rink um it keeps us you know we have kind of our moments on all those saturdays we do four weeks of it the last two weeks july first two in august and it gives us that opportunity just to check in and stay stay relevant and and stuff we'll bring in a player or two to guest um to guess we'll bring back our media game which i would love both of you guys to participate in oh absolutely uh, we will not be doing a Comets versus Crunch game, staff game, because of uh, <laughs> Robin Adam. I don't think – I don't have anyone like that here. So, um, that idea was tossed around. I got a quick no. <laughs> After 70 to nothing, what would I do? <laughs> I could never come back from that. <laughs> um, but, no, it, 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 it's fun. And it's just – it's a great time. I mean, there's no pressure. Everyone's laughing and smiling. It's just – it's a cool, a cool way to spend a Saturday morning in the summer. Yeah, that is that. That's fantastic because I mean, and especially getting getting the kids involved like that because that's the key right there is getting your, your kids involved and they'll keep coming back and and like you said, they'll become parents and they'll bring their kids as well. So that's Absolutely. that's a fantastic thing. But you know, we are rolling into a brand new season. Thank I thank everything above. 
Thank you for <laughs> hockey coming back. This is fantastic. Uh, 72 game schedule for everybody across the board. Uh, Mike, I know you got a question you wanted to ask Jim about the schedule itself. Yeah, I was wondering what your opinion was on the way they scheduled the games where you don't host or travel to see any of the West Coast teams at all during the regular season. Yeah, I'm a big, I mean, the simple answer obviously is budget. I don't think that's what people want to hear all the time. But it, it really does come down to that. I know every once in a while there's a team that will cross over and play from the Eastern to Western. I grew up, and maybe I'm to blame, maybe it's not the right thing, but until I'm proven wrong with the people, nothing beats a Rochester or Utica night here. You know, and, and I, I mean, I was in this league when Houston, we would go to Houston, and and I mean, at that time they weren't West Coast teams, but that was our Western most part, all those teams there, the Milwaukee's and Houston's and Oklahoma City's and everything. And those were tougher sells for us. They really, they really sure. became, you're spending all this money to go there. And that, and where I was going, where I grew up in that North Division, the Islanders and Rangers played each other a trillion times a year. That's how rivalries grow. Like, as much as I like Rob and his group, I also want to hate them. Because, <laughs> well, it's, but you know what I'm saying, right? right? Oh, absolutely. Like, absolutely. It, it does. I mean, you, the, the league has changed so much with that develop as development model became cemented and everything, you know, I, the average crunch fan, I don't think they know or can name a player maybe on Bakersfield or Stockton or, but boy, can they name 15 comments? Oh yes. So, you <laughs> yeah. know, but, but where's that breaking point, right? I mean, right. To, to try and change it, maybe it would be healthy to bring in and expose people to the, the West a little bit more, but uh, you know, may, maybe someday, but I'm still stubborn and I do like, Utica and Rots to be 10, 12, 14 times a year. I think it, I really do think it's healthy for, uh, for the competition that it's going to create, right? Familiarity breeds, or there's some saying that goes along with that. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. We know where we're going with it. I'm off, but yeah, no, the more you see each other, maybe you might not like each other a little bit. Oh, absolutely. It's a, uh... And certainly not fondness makes the heart grow true or whatever that, that saying is, too, you know. But <laughs> there you go. No, I'm, I'm right. trying to think here. Give me a break. God, you guys got to stop now. <laughs> <laughs> We're trying. Yeah. But, you know, you're you're absolutely right with the, the travel cost thing because, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, or you don't even have to answer if you don't want to, but I don't think the league really helps out that much with, with travel costs, right? I mean, it's pretty much no, on, the, no on the teams. No, there's no travel subsidy. Um you know, and in, in, in the past, it's tough. I know some colleges have to do it, like the teams in Alaska, maybe. I mean, you got to help get right. things up. But no, where there is no uh, subsidy at all. Um, so we would, you know, we'd be on our own for any of those trips. And and again, I mean, it's part of the decision. It's not the only decision. Um, but a, a bus trip to Utica is obviously much more affordable sure. and it's not even that because when we go to Utica we're practicing the day before the day of and the day after if we were to go somewhere farther out west or someone you lose the track you lose the practice day before you lose the practice day after and I do firmly believe that's one of the big benefits of these northeast teams is the number of practice days what happens to practice that development it is a benefit for the for the athletes out here as well too they might not like it right, right? Because, right. yeah but but you're, you know, you're right, though, because, I mean, even Vancouver said that when they were in Utica, as, that's why they held off going out to the Pacific Division for as long as they did, because there's more ice time, really. Isn't it a big misconception? We were partners with Vancouver for yeah. six years. <laughs> yeah. First five years, we were with them. But but you're right, that 
everyone says, oh, it's so far, but that's the one athlete going back and forth where the other 25 or 20, whatever the number is, are here sure. in their own beds practicing all those extra times. It is a big benefit. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I'll tell you what, though. I mean, you guys closed the season. I mean, you you guys were a house of fire in the regular. You just closed out. You, you had a strong finish into the playoffs. Uh, what is new for the Syracuse Crunch this year? Uh, be it, you know, new promotions. What what's gonna what are the fans gonna see when they walk into the on center this year that's different from last year? Yeah, well what Hutch you know there's that's a great question. For once on ice a lot more familiarity. We we didn't turn over our team as much as usual. There's a good seventy percent of the guys are back, which is great. Um, you get that second year and like you said, we ended so well there, so we're we're going there. I mean we're we're gonna have our same awesome promotional schedule with all the different jerseys all the giveaways and all that, and all that will be announced as everything is, is locked in. I'm not holding anything back, which is we're a little we, – we historically go a little bit later because we like to be a little bit more timely if we, we can with some of the announcements. So sure. really the big, the big focus this year, is, as much as, as the games, is it's that us going back out and, and touching all those people that we missed in their turf. I mean, there's something to be said for – I always feel to have that player in your in your backyard or on your – your school or on your ice for the youth hockeys, all of that has been taken away for us for the better part of two and a half years. We didn't do any appearances last year. Um, so there were a lot of improvements here. We, this summer that aren't really face fan focused. Uh, we have done a lot of that in the past recently. So this year we extended our gym. We built um, more infrastructure for the athletes when they come back in with everything. We have an upgrade to our lighting system, which we're very proud about. That we'll be back and, and bringing back our pregame shows and everything with that. So that that was really where the focus was there, was getting our numbers back up and getting back to what I thought made us uh, who we were and that it kind of regaining our identity. Sure, sure. I mean, because you're right. I mean, that, that two years where everything was, you know, the world was turned upside down. I mean, it had lasting effects. And we're, we're all. Not all I did was say no. That's, I mean, that's yeah. really what it could down to. Yeah. And it's and it's hard because you know you know as as a PR guy you want to be out there in the community you want to be out there talking to as many people as possible, and you can only do so much over Zoom. Yeah, you know, hundred percent. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's really really difficult when it gets down to it. But hey, you know what? Knock on wood. Let's just hope that <laughs> everything stays intact now, and, and yep. <laughs> the, the storm is over, so to speak. You know. Right. <laughs> but uh, Jen, this has been fantastic. We really appreciate you coming on. Um, Got a preseason game coming up here, uh, October seventh. Uh, yes, I, we're we're in your uh, right your neck of the woods. You're yeah, out. you're coming down. And then the next day, October eighth, we're going to be here hosting Rochester at five p.m. So we got a little early start there. That was more for the hockey decision or hockey side of things. Um, and then I know uh, Utica plays Roch that neck that Sunday, and then it's on. Then it's for real. Absolutely, you guys. Uh, you still got season tickets available and. and- Stuff like that, or yeah, always. And thanks for letting me plug. Yeah. Um, like like most, you know, beyond affordable. I love it. it. Ten packs, twenty packs, flex packs, partial packs, full seasons. We're so honored, and we would love to have everybody uh, in this building. It really does, and I, I'm sure any of the athletes would say the same thing. That it really does put that put us in a position to to win and and to achieve our goals with everything. And and buildings like this. And in Utica, what a what a home ice advantage, right? These old cranky buildings, I love it. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Because you know what, I'll tell you, 
they they talk about you know all the, all the brand new modern buildings and they're fine and they're great. They got all the anemones and all the video boards sure. and this and that. But man, there's just something to be said about our old barns. And there's just so much character. Well said, and we and we didn't talk about this, but boy, those buildings are missing something that we all have in Utica too, which is a heartbeat and a soul. And, and I'm a big believer in that. This. These places have some kooky, <laughs> kooky things going on with them. Yeah. <laughs> the, the hockey gods have been there a while, for sure. <laughs> oh, for sure they have. If these walls could talk, right? And um, no, we these great. These, what a game! What a both places are phenomenal to watch a hockey game. They really are. Um, oh, absolutely! Like right on top of the action, you just can't beat it. Hundred percent. You yeah. can't beat it. Well, I'll tell you what, though. If if you do want to get tickets for a crunch game, how are people going to get a hold of you guys? Yeah, the, the phone number, the best way is to visit our site, SyracuseCrunch.com. All the information is on there. Please follow all our social channels. We try to be a lot of back and forth with the other teams. It's a lot of fun. Jump in on on that. Um, our Instagram and our Twitter are our two most active accounts. Not trying to put Facebook away. We do use it, but Instagram and Twitter is, is a big part of our focus. And um, email, phone, somebody's always here. We, we literally, from this day on, outside of Sundays, we're going to be open until 7 o'clock just try and be a little bit more flexible for folks and, and their work and everything. And um, like I said, we'd love to love to have you come down. So please oh, reach absolutely. out. Or hopefully we'll get to you at, at some point on one of these <laughs> these call lists. We're absolutely. And, you know, like I say, if you're a Utica fan, right up the road, you're going to be playing seven times. So get a hold of the crunch, get your tickets for up there, too. Then yes. and that's what makes Just the rivalry so special. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> No, we would love to host you. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, Jim, thank you so much for taking the time to come on and talk to us. We really, really appreciate you. I mean, that, this has been fantastic. And, and best of luck to you guys this season. It's going to be a really fun season. And I, I, for one, just can't wait to get started. No, it's awesome. Thank you so much for thinking of me, especially number two. I'm so excited and proud. And I, w- I would love to have both you guys here. So I, I'm looking forward to hosting you this year. Absolutely. We Thanks. will be there. Great. We will certainly awesome. be there. Yeah, All keep right. it up. Thank you, Jim. Appreciate okay. it. Thank Have a good you. Night. Good night. Thank you. That was Jim Sorosi, COO, the Syracuse Crunch. That was really, really cool. And the guy you see that's coming into the screen there, he's been coming into the screen for about the past 10 minutes, is our next guest. But first, we're going to take a commercial break. And when we come back from commercial break, Ed is going to tell us what is going on with him and where he is. We'll be right back. Visit Modlo Falls and stay connected with the latest news, information, and events in the city and the area. Our mission is to generate interest in the community and connect residents in a more meaningful way by facilitating deeper conversations about how these stories will shape the future of the Mohawk Valley. Join thousands of weekly visitors who stay up to date with feature stories, interviews, videos, our event calendar, and print publication, the Mohawk Valley Express. It's about timely local news for the community, keeping citizens informed about important issues, telling about the people who live and work here, and giving locally owned business the opportunity to reach a very targeted audience of locals and tourists alike. It's a whole new form of media-rich content developed specifically for today's mobile lifestyle and listeners. You can download our iOS app in the iTunes store, listen to our country music streaming radio station, or sign up for a weekly newsletter. Stop by today at MyBunFalls.com. You'll be glad you did. It's always the ending of that commercial that gets me so pumped up. I, I know, I know. And by the way, if you would like to advertise on the show, 
we can put you on that commercial spot too yeah. right before or after my little falls but hey all you got to do is shoot us an email at info at 315hockey.com so keep plug there for the site and for the show you remembered the email scott i finally did it's amazing <laughs> it only took you tell me like about seven or eight times but you know i mean i'm getting older i can't it was hold. a really hard got one it, got it. <laughs> All right, we're back with segment two, and we have got a special treat here. Uh, if you're looking at the screen, you will recognize this guy. You've been watching Marty's Illegal Stick because he has been a co-host for us. And he's not, obviously, in the area right now, but he is down south somewhere. So that face you're seeing is Ed Stefanik. Welcome to the show, Ed, and what are you doing? Well, I'm currently at the rink right now in Miami at the Panthers Ice Dome. Uh, can you guys hear me well? I'm using AirPods instead of my normal setup. It's kind of getting there. Kind of, sort of. Okay. Well, that's because you're old and you can't hear. Hey, hey, here we go. All right. <laughs> you haven't been picked on all night, Dave. you got a lot built up. Uh, all right. Game on, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> so what are you down there for, Ed? Um, well, I'm currently here for the Amerigold Red and Cup. I'm uh, playing for my mother's home country, Team Chile. Um Wicked pumped. Game one this morning when everything is planned. We stuck to our game plan and we ended up destroying Mexico eight to four. Nice. Wow. Congratulations. Um, currently, our women's team is about to play play Mexico too, their second game of the day. Uh, it's going to be an absolute just gong show out there. They, they have such a short bench. And I, just the fact that they got to win this morning. Uh, they should take it easy today and just focus on the next two games with rest. Excellent. How'd you um, do? Um, I got a penalty, Scott. Yes, no way. I watched the game. <laughs> I wouldn't believe that at all. <laughs> just one? Come on. 20, 20 seconds left, and I just absolutely obliterated somebody. The ref got me for a, for a roughing call because he didn't want it to get out of hand. <laughs> yeah, pretty uh, much. Uh, I, I blew him off. Your name on the score sheet. I, I got to get my name on the score sheet. Am I even there if my name's not on the sheet? <laughs> <laughs> hey Scott, did you get me free? Did you get me free tickets for Crunch Game? Hey, we're working on it. We're working on it. Okay, okay. You, you, that, that answer should have been yes. Now I hope you're stick mates. Hey, listen, <laughs> we, we got a long season, buddy. Don't just relax. We got you. <laughs> He, he doesn't realize you need a film crew, too. So Yeah, you know. right. Well, hey, yeah. you know, that's that's just it. <laughs> yeah. We need somebody to carry the cameras in, right? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, but, yeah, no, down here, I mean, the culture's amazing. These are these are all people who are my countrymen, and they just sharing a locker room with them, and they come from all different parts of the world. Uh, a couple Americans, a couple Quebecois. And a couple of a uh, couple of Eastern Europeans actually. We got two guys from uh, one from Sweden and one from Finland. Really? But they're all, yeah, but they're all all of them were either parents or they were born in Chile. Wow, that's nice. cool. So it's, so it's it's wicked cool. Like I'm hearing about all these different parts of the world. You know, I'm seeing uh, seeing a lot of people that I've never thought I'd see before, and really just making friends. You know that I never. Whatever imagination. Ed, it sounds like you're in the ladies' locker room. Is that where you're going? <laughs> uh, no, I'm actually in the. I'm, I found a corner in the lobby. Where there's not a lot of yelling. <laughs> and there's a, there's a, and I think uh, there's a team over. 
Yeah, we're losing your signal. Uh-oh. He froze up. Yeah. Uh, I, I thought because he was starting to kind of get jerky. There he oh, is. There he is. There he is. That yeah, corner doesn't have a good my, signal, Ed. <laughs> no, my dad actually called the team that we have is really solid. I mean, it's we're, we're, we're really gelling. We're, we're, we're spending a lot of time together. You know, I know I've only been here a couple days now, but it's it really has been like an experience actually spending time with the guys, you know, knowing I hadn't met them. <laughs> <laughs> Comments are being made yeah, about the porno mustache yeah, that Scott's wearing. Yeah, all, all you rink rats are ganging up on me. Yeah, how nice. That's why you're all laughing. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, it's getting attention. I grew it just for the show. Oh, you wanted to... <laughs> someday, someday when Mike makes the new logo, he's got to incorporate the stash into the new logo. It's <laughs> yeah, don't, don't worry, Scott. Maybe when you're an adult, you'll grow a mustache. I'm trying. I'm trying. You know, <laughs> nothing else can slide down, Ed. That's all he's got. <laughs> yeah, well, hey, you know, sometimes you just got to cut your losses. What can I tell you? <laughs> so, Eddie, how is that facility anyway? Because that's the the Florida Panthers uh, practice facility, correct? It's beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful. I mean, this whole facility is just it's state of the art. Three rinks. Wow. So. A bar upstairs, there's uh, a team store right around the corner from me. I mean, this whole place is just state-of-the-art. Uh, the ice is wicked soft. Um, so Connor, Connor Hobbs hooked me up with the skate sharpening the day before I left. And he's like, uh, the ice is going to be soft, so your skates are going to be better. Duller than what you're used to. I'm like, okay, that sounds fine. And I, I felt like I was going to bite it a couple times. You step on that ice, it's like, it's unlike any other ice I've ever felt. Yeah, it's got to be because it's so hot down there, right? a hurricane warning, too. Oh, well, look at that. You show up and there's a hurricane warning. No way. <laughs> yeah, what a shocker. Only my luck, right? Yeah. <laughs> Your luck, yes, but it's it's so on point, too. <laughs> Uh, so when's your next game? I, I spent uh, my next game is tomorrow at three thirty versus Brazil. Nice, nice. So for all those outside of work, the games are gonna, who don't have to work at that point, my game is going to be on Hockey TV. It's free to everyone. Um, so you just sign up for the free account and, uh, and you just watch it on the on your phone or on your Roku. All right, yeah, because I saw the the link to the uh, that you put on your Facebook page a little too late today. I thought the game was later on this afternoon for some reason. And I, I I blew that one. That's my fault. I watched you, Eddie. You look great oh, out fine. there today. Thank you. I got to take the shoulder pads off. They're weighing me down. I'm not used to wearing those. <laughs> yeah, that's the problem. I absolutely yeah. hate them. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't. I felt. I felt bundled. I couldn't like wearing shoulder pads like they, they were up here. So I felt like every time I turned my head, I was going to choke. <laughs> Is that why you took the penalty? No, that was that was the guy no, that was actually had his his hands around his throat, yeah. <laughs> leading to the penalty. Yeah. No, in my in my fashion, I buried the puck right in his shin pads, and he got control of it. So I said, "Fuck it." <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> yep, that's exactly that's, what happened. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's funny. He's just getting ready for the Clinton League. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> 
getting ready to see you, Scott. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> From the way it sounds, I'm not going to be able to touch anyone else. So you're well, <laughs> yeah, that's it. Just what I'm there for, Ed. That's all. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I, I understand. Yes, indeed. Hey, but Eddie, I, you know what? I I know everyone's busting your balls on the on the dirt stash, but like, has anyone ever told you you truly do have the face for radio? Oh, thank you. Hey, you know what? It's always good to have a face for something, buddy. You know what I mean? Always good to have a face for something. Oh, so you play, uh, yeah, you play Brazil tomorrow, and then uh, how long are you down yes. there for? I'm down here until Sunday. Oh wow! So, so what do you do? Like yeah, a like a preliminary round, and then there are there teams so, eliminated, or how's it work? Basically, yeah, it's it's everyone gets a fourth game, so. In our division, you, you play three round robin games, and then you play. Uh, then you get where. Then you get seated where you're seated, and uh, when uh, when it comes down to it, everyone kind of gets a fourth game. You know, uh, like the, like a seated game. You know, kind of a tro- uh, It's your trophy to play the fourth game on Saturday. But teams that make it to the to the actual playoffs. They they play until they're eliminated. Wow, very cool. So that is awesome. That is awesome. Yes, it, it is. And right now we're looking solid. We're looking, you know, we're, we're we. I think we limit we limited them yet today to 15, 14 or fifteen shots the whole game. We had I think thirty four shots. So we're we're. We're doing our job in the defensive end. Our floor check is strong, keeping the puck in their end. Uh, really, we just need to work on those little mistakes. Our second goal given up, it was uh, it was just our defenseman caught it in the skate right in front of the net, and it went right to one of their players, and he buried it. You know, so it happens. Those are things we got to prevent. Those are things that are preventable, and we got to work on that. Um, other than that, though, like it was just the fact that everyone uh, who's a lot of players on the team have only been playing for ten years. Our goalies only been playing hockey for ten years, so we don't. Ex- I'm not going here expecting to make every save, but I, I'm doing what I can to prevent shots from getting through. Right. You know, I took one off the wrist earlier uh, in the, I think the second period. I took one right off the wrist. And, I've been icing it ever since because it, it just hit my bone. It's swollen hey. right up. Ouch. Yeah, that, that, I, I, that never feels good. I gotta do. Yeah, it doesn't feel good, but <laughs> what I got to do. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So you know you've got Brazil tomorrow. Do you know who any of your opponents are after that, or is it uh, to be our determined? Game, uh, our, our third game is against Argentina. Cool. Pretty cool. And that's, I believe, Friday morning at 10 or Saturday morning at 10. All right. Well, I'll make sure I can. That one I'll be able to watch too. So, you know, now that I know what the times so are too. Yeah. And it's, it's, that's the game I'm looking forward to. I heard Argentina's look, looking pretty good. I'm excited to play against, uh, uh, you know, my neighbor country and bury them like, like I'm supposed to. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I watched. We were watching one game earlier. It was uh, we were all sitting at the rink, waiting for the first women's game. They were. Uh, it was Colombia versus Brazil. D one. The D one is like fast. It's it's big hits. It's big guys. Uh, you, and it was just an absolute gong show. I mean, 
every 20 to 30 seconds a massive hit was being thrown whether or not somebody had the puck it was just an absolute gong and I loved it. <laughs> well, of course you do but that so you can't it is full contact there is no like restrictions on body checking or anything like that so the division I'm in division two is uh, there are restrictions on body checking. You're not allowed to just line somebody up like I did. You, you have to play the boards. You have to play the puck. Okay. Okay. But, you know, if you happen to get somebody in the boards, the refs are probably not going to call it unless he's being a real dick weed. Um, but most of the time, it's uh, I, besides my hit, I haven't seen a check in the <laughs> that's what I got called for. <laughs> of course. Of course you, you did. Deserved it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the homebound ref yeah. makes a call. <laughs> oh boy. Fermi, you're the ref. You're the ref here. Would you have called that in one of your college games? No, because you could check in college. There you go. That's, that's <laughs> you just said you can't check in your division. <laughs> Vern would have thrown you out. I know. Or Banky would have thrown me out. Ed's got to miss tomorrow's game. He's suspended. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Urbank, he would make that decision in a heartbeat. Ed, what's the range of the Actually, age of the players on your team? So our age range is uh, we have our youngest player is 23 and our oldest player is 35. And most of our teams are around the 28, 29 age. Uh, but we have our captain who's like 35 years old. He's from uh, Finland. And our youngest player is actually from 20 minutes away from Miami. Uh, his name's Kevin Palmer. He's wicked good. Um, and he's 23 years old. Nice. Wow. So he, but, you know, the, uh, uh, the couple uh, Quebecers we got on our team, they're wicked nice and wicked, wicked good. One of them's a small defenseman, but he plays the puck and handles it so well. He's so calm back there. He can, he can quarterback a power play perfectly if we ever stop taking penalties. Very good. Very good. Well, sounds like you yeah. guys are going to go far. I'm, I'm hoping we go far. Um, I guess they, you know, before I got there, they had an exhibition against Brazil, and Brazil was getting real chippy. So we're just going to take one game at a time, go, go on out there tomorrow and try to handle Brazil, try to handle all they got, and, you know, try to clean up their mess. And from what it sounds like, they're going to cause one. Yeah. So, we, you know, it's, we got to keep our heads up and keep our, keep our game clean and make sure they're in the box more than we are. There you go. That's the name of the game. And you remember that, too. Yes, I, I got to remember that, yes. I got to remember that. Listen, I knew, I knew what I was doing. I knew what I was doing. Yeah, yeah, that's what I they all say. opportunities. And I saw that there was 20 seconds left. We were up by four. I said, fuck it. Vermi, how many times has a ref have you heard that? A lot. <laughs> it's a good excuse. Yeah. It works. Yeah, especially with 20 seconds left, right? What was the difference at that point? Is that what you're trying to say? Yeah. Yeah. We're, yeah. we're up by four. There's 20 seconds left. Like I said, you had your name on the score sheet. Yeah. Exactly. I, I'm going to get my name on the score sheet one way or another. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, but yeah, so it's, uh, it's going to happen. 
I'm going to do it tomorrow. Either I'm going to get an assist or I'm going to get a penalty. It's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> Great strategy. Yeah, yeah, we should start a pool right now. Ninety-nine point seven. 99% of everybody's taking the penalty. That's. <laughs> listen, listen. If you were a betting man, bet it on the assist. The odds on that are astronomical. Yeah. And <laughs> hey, we can all retire if you get an assist. So. Yeah, really. Right. Yeah. Hey, I had, I had some clean passes today. I looked all right. A couple one to- one touches. You know, it was, it was all right. There you go, buddy. I just got to lose the shoulder pads and then I can have more mobility. Now now I got to watch this. Yeah. Now, now I've got to. There's <laughs> no, no doubt too. about yeah. it. Now, yeah. now I got to see it. Make, so. sure, make sure I get the link there. <laughs> Absolutely. What was that site again, just so everybody who's watching can... It's uh, hockey TV. Okay. Dot TV, hockey dot TV, or hockey TV dot com. Hockey TV dot com. All right, got it. All right, that's it. That's well, we'll have to. Actually, yeah, and actually, there's vendors here. Of them, actually, are really good companies. I want to give them a quick shout out. Sure. Um, the first one's the first one's called Xenopucks. X E N O P U C K S. And I'll tell you what, it, they're, they're like a they're a uh, outdoor puck that's for, that feels like a green biscuit, but it blows green biscuit out of the water. Cool. I mean, these are way better. They, they look like pucks. They feel like pucks. They're more durable. I've already taken a few shots with them. Uh, they're holding up. Uh, are you bringing so, any home? Uh, I'm bringing one home. All right. They're 16 bucks a puck. I'm, I'll bring one home. But uh, I'm going to – I'm going to – probably place an order with them soon and try to get a, get a few people some. And the next one's actually called Danglers. I bought one of their shirts because my stepdaughter's going to start uh, learn to skate soon. And it's compression undershirts and pants for kids. And they're, uh, they have padding and neck guards built into them. Neck well, there you go. Guards built into them and uh, extra leg padding built into them. And they, they, they look wicked good. Wicked, they, they look really well made. And just overall, the premise of it's great. Because I knew when I was a kid, I hated neck guards. But if the compression shirt they're wearing already has it in there, they're stuck in it. Do yeah. they have your size, though? <laughs> no, they don't. No, these are meant for kids. Oh, okay. <laughs> good recovery, buddy. Good recovery. <laughs> Uh, any other vendors down there? Or? Um, we got a couple of photography booths. Yeah. Uh, uh, the obvious ones, the Panthers are selling us a bunch of stuff, and uh, they're, they're like they're, they're just getting rid of last year's stock from us. Right. You know, they're, they're here, take hats, take uh, take take jerseys for fifty percent off, take all this stuff. You you want a John Uberdo jersey? Here, take that. Yeah. <laughs> He's not yeah. here anymore. Take that. Not much use to us anymore. That's <laughs> yeah. Actually, um, I got off the ice today and I was walking around and just you know meeting other other people, other vendors, meeting other players, and just all the Panthers just walked by. Oh, cool! Wow, that's oh, really nice. cool. Nice. Yeah, it was wicked cool. I mean, they were they were going to practice. They were on a mission, so I wasn't gonna stop and talk to any of them but you know, they were, no they, they were weren't going to stop and talk to you and they weren't going to stop and talk to you it was the other way around <laughs> oh they, they definitely weren't going to stop and talk to you but, you know <laughs> if i said hi i'm sure one of them would say hi but matthew the chuck would spit on me 
<laughs> and I would pay to see that. <laughs> I would, you know what? I would, I would have paid for it to happen. I love it. Oh yeah, that, that could just go wrong off the tracks in so many different ways. We're just going to leave that oh, yeah. alone. No, We're leaving that alone. <laughs> well, Ed, thank you for uh, for giving us the report, man. This is really cool. Hey, thank you very much for having me on. I'll be texting you guys and putting stuff on, you know, the group chat for Vern, and I'll text you, Scott. Absolutely. Dave, you're left in the dark. You <laughs> yeah. can't text with this rotary. Yeah. Dave, Dave needs the rotary phone to be able to call. Yeah, I got your rotary hanging. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Well, Eddie, good luck in the rest of the tournament, man. That's, like I said, I think you guys are going to go far. Oh, thank you very much. I'll be keeping you guys updated. All, All right, right buddy. watching you, buddy. Thank you very much. Sounds right, good, I'll talk to you guys later. Absolutely. Right, Have fun. Yeah, thank you. Let's see ya. Yeah. Oh, man. He's always entertaining, isn't he, Verm? He always <laughs> yeah, is. something, all right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he's on your Clinton League team, too, so you get to hear him in the locker room. You get the full experience. I got about what two weeks? So I get to experience that every Saturday night. Yeah, jeez. <laughs> Are you guys starting two weeks? Yeah, our league does. Oh, really? Like I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Good. Yeah. So there we go. So when I come hobbling in here, you'll know what happened. <laughs> exactly. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, buddy. Well, this has been this has been a lot of fun tonight. This really has. That was a fun one. It really was. And you know, I tell you, we got a huge show planned next week already. We're ahead of the game. Can you believe this? We are. I like it. <laughs> you know, we're uh, next Tuesday night. We're not recording on Wednesday. We're going Tuesday night next week, 7 o'clock. Uh, of course, on our, our YouTube channel, on our Facebook page, like we always have been, we got a Colgate hockey show lined up for you. So we have got the head coach of the 6th-ranked women's Colgate hockey team, uh, Greg Fargo, along with New Hartford native and defense Sydney Bard coming on. This is going to be a lot of fun. So, you know, if anybody's got any questions they want to ask them, Please feel free because we're, we're going to be live and you'll be able to chime right in. So this is, like I said, this is going to be great. I uh, just want to know about the bobblehead. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> you know what? Do you have the graphic? Of course I do. Well, you let's know, have the, the – You know, that's let's all, see it. Let's, <laughs> there it is. Of course, our Marty Brodeur bobblehead giveaway. Uh, all you got to do is subscribe to our YouTube channel, like this post on our Facebook page, which you will see. And you are in. We are going to draw the winner of that bobblehead on our first first show in October, which I believe is going to be October 4th. So there it is. I mean, that's a one of a kind, too, because I, could, I was telling you last week, people were scrambling to get those the night they were giving them away. So, I want one. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, Dave. All you got to do is subscribe to the YouTube channel, like the post on Facebook, and you better use a different name. That's all I got to tell you. I'll do that. <laughs> Russians aren't the only ones that can create you well, know, fake accounts. I'm, I'm scared to think of what you would come up with. That's all I got to say. So, <laughs> uh, Oh, boy. But anyways, like I said, everybody, thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Thank you to Jim Sorosi for coming on. Thanks to Ed Stefani for the update from Miami. It's been a lot of fun. So, for Mike Verminsky, I'm Scott Kimville. Thanks for listening, and we will see you next week on 315 Hockey Live.